You're listening to Rosie on the House. Come on around back with us, Arizona, and let's get ready to get a little bit of earth and soil underneath our fingernails. It's a beautiful day outside, nice overcast, so we won't have to worry about getting burned or scalded. Even this time of year, it's just as easy to uh, end up with a little bit of fairness on the skin after a long day in the sun. We've got Jay Harper in with the Farm's Choice. Today we're going to be talking roses. If you'd like to join the conversation or have questions about your landscape, garden, anything outdoors in your yard, it's one 767 4348 one triple eight rosy for you. You can text to four one one nine two three, just like that one right there. Ding, and you can also uh, email if you have uh, if you need help with plant or insect identification. You can snap a picture on your phone, email it to info at rosyonthehouse.com. Good morning, sir. And how are you? I am well. How? Uh, Katie left. We can all have those Krispy Kremes now. <laughs> uh, so you're not a 30-day Playo diet participant? No. <laughs> didn't didn't hit your ranch either. <laughs> no, that's you know we do we do eat relatively healthy. I think um, lots of veggies. I like veg. I like fruits and vegetables. I've I've always been a you know, my mom didn't have to shove those down my throat. I've always liked them. I like Brussels sprouts. I like all the stuff people don't seem to care for that much. So, as a it's third good generation gardener, it's good that you do like to eat. I vegetables. suppose, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose that made it easier for me to te- teach people and tell people how to plant and grow them if you enjoy eating them. Um, there's only one I'm not that fond of, and I'm you know even. As I've matured, I still don't care for okra all that much. Mm. I mean, I I know that'll break Rosie's heart, but <clears throat> it's still not my favorite. But I I can eat it if I have to. <laughs> you, you need to pick. You put enough shrimp and sausage and good stuff in there with it, bacon. It's it's not bad. <laughs> I, I, I like it pickled hot. Uh, that is good that way. Yeah. I, yeah, that is good that way. So you know, my hardest part on the okra. The ones I grow, how do they grow those little small ones? By the time they come to... Well, you pick them quicker. <laughs> well, no. I mean, they start three times that big. Is there like a dwarf okra plant there is. that I'm, I need to find the seed for? There is, but they literally just they catch them. You just, they, they just get that big overnight. You have to stay on top of them. They do get tough if you let them get pretty big. So you got to pick them quick every day. Maybe twice a day sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and uh, we're talking about roses today, though. And, 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 and Katie and I did have an interesting conversation. We've had this before about the health benefits of gardening in general, doing, doing yard chores. I won't call it work because we don't want to scare people off. But <clears throat> um, is great exercise. You, you, you can be in pretty darn good shape and go out there and do yard work, and you'd be sore the next day. Because there are stretching and using muscles that you don't often use, even in a regular workout. So it is a great physical activity 
Um, you know, it doesn't do much for your cardio, I suppose, but it's great for stretching and flexibility and balance and uh, <clears throat> and strengthening. And I would encourage people to just even mow your own grass. Just do some some kind of activity. I, I'm getting a little taste of that having switched careers now with the Farms Choice and being a salesperson. I'm sitting a lot. a lot of truck, a lot of windshield time, a lot of windshield time, a lot of desk time that I am not used to, and it it was kind of a rude awakening. I went out on a little little <laughs> outdoor weird. activity the other day, and man, I was sucking air. It's, like holy crap, what happened? It's it's windshield time in between eating appointments. You meet somebody, well, yeah. you, you meet somebody in Glendale for breakfast, then you got to meet somebody in Casa Grande for lunch. Bad combination. <laughs> Sitting on your butt and eating, but <laughs> so gardening. I look forward to the weekend, and I still mow my own grass. At least I get a little bit of exercise. I'm finding out that's not enough, however. Um, so great, great. You can, uh, an hour of yard works just about the same equivalency as an hour or so in the gym. So maybe one day a week instead of going to the gym, get out and do some some gardening activity. Rose bushes this time of year. We'll finally get to rose bushes. Um, <laughs> it's on the Rosie on the House, the new calendar. This is the, the weekend we've earmarked for talking about rose bushes. Get your calendar, by the way. Rosieonthehouse.com slash calendar. It's uh, on the menu bar. It's under the homeowner resources. It's free. And today, um, I'm a couple weeks late getting this done, but, I mean, there's just so many intricate details every every. Uh, line every picture is a clickable image for this calendar. It's a very functioning tool, and uh, but you can go there today. We actually have January completely posted, and you can click on those links. So then, if you click on roses, it'll take you to our article, and this podcast will be on that page later as we talk through uh, the varieties of roses that do well, how to care for them. They look beautiful right now, but you got to chop them down, fertilizing <laughs> them throughout the year. Right. There's a, there's a, I think an unfair mystique uh, surrounding roses, you know, that they are hard to grow, that they take a lot of work. Um, I'm, I'm not sure why that is other than the rose has this uh, mystique and, and image of being this regal uh, flower and, and surrounded with, you know, you know, royalty and, you know, big time presence and, and that sort of thing. And, and certainly they are magnificent, but there's all kinds of roses and there's all kinds of ways to grow roses. <clears throat> and you don't have to grow roses to enter a contest and show roses and have them critiqued and have the perfect rose. If you're going to grow roses in your backyard for color, for enjoyment, for scent, for fragrance, then there's a lot of opportunities for you. You can grow them in containers if you don't have a big spot to plant roses. You know, they do. there are varieties that do great in, in containers. Um, one thing that they don't lend themselves very well to is in, a, in our kind of new xeriscape type concept with lots of gravel around them. I wouldn't recommend them in a hot, gravelly situation. You need to have a bed that's dedicated to the roses, and you use, need to use lots of organic material around the roses, lots of mulch, compost, that sort of thing. So <clears throat> if you can dedicate a little planting area, and uh, a friend of mine who's a big-time rosarian, uh, Ryan Rieger, has 
His whole backyard is just a series of planting beds, and you can walk around and in between them. <clears throat> and in these beds is just lots of good organic material and just big mass plantings of rose bushes, and they really are his landscape. So you can go from landscaping with roses because they they come in different sizes. Some varieties get rather large, some stay small, so you can you can plan your beds accordingly. There are rose trees, so little patio trees for front entryways or in containers. There's, you know, very small growing roses for little hedges and things like that. Miniature roses do great in containers. So there's almost an application for everything. And, and here of, of late, anybody that's driven around in kind of the Arcadia, Central Phoenix area, there's been a renaissance of sorts when it comes to planting roses, particularly a variety called Iceberg which is a shrub-type rose. It doesn't have to be pruned all that finicky. Um, it can just be kind of pruned back like a normal landscape shrub. And, and they look just awesome with regular with the greenery of your landscape with these white flowering roses. So there's been a big resurgence uh, in using roses as more of a landscape shrub than a just a quote-unquote rose bush or a rose planting bed. Now, a couple of things that you do have to do with roses. You do generally have to cut them back this time of year. Um, <clears throat> again, depending on the varieties that you have, that doesn't have to be a hard task. If you've got landscape or shrub-type roses, you simply can just hedge them back. But you got to get rid of that old growth. Roses bloom on the new, the new ends, the new tips, the terminal ends of, of growth. So we want to create a lot of new growth by taking off all of that old growth and letting them rejuvenate and regrow and put on a lot of flowers. Now, let me ask you a question. What happens if I don't cut that off? How long will they stay looking good? And my, the reason I'm asking that, if you've got a mature one enough, could you cut just half of them off so that you can have a nice foliage for a couple more months before the new foliage of the other one starts to flush out? Well, I suppose, but the problem is, is that you'd have a, a, a plant that was mixed with a bunch of old growth with new growth. The old growth usually will start to get unsightly, and, and it'll kind of fall off and slough off on its own. So you end up with a plant that's rather large and sparsely foliated, kind of down in the middle to the bottom. You'll start losing all your leaves, and you won't have any leaves up to a point, and then you'll have a lot of new growth at the end. They're still going to put on new growth, but we want the whole plant pretty much to have new growth as opposed to just the ends of the plant. You and couldn't have this. thin it enough <clears throat> that it would ever look as good as you wanted it. Probably. I think that it's, would be a lot of work. It's a lot easier <laughs> just to bite just the to bullet. Just chop it off. <laughs> and especially this year, as warm as it's been, I'm looking at rose bushes around town, and they are fabulous. They're probably the best blooms of the year we get are in the late fall and early winter because the temperatures are so perfect for growing roses. Seriously, if you cut them back in 30 days, you have new growth. In 45 to 60 days, they're blooming again. You just don't miss that much. And I think we just have got in Phoenix, Arizona, to get past the fact that our landscape needs to look perfect 365 days out of the year. A little spoiled. <laughs> well, it's spoiled. It's also not realistic. We talked Katie talked about realistic goals for your health, your weight, your 
your uh, New Year's resolutions being real. We need to be realistic with gardening as well. I want some red roses for a blue lady. Mr. Flores, take my... Hey, I'm going to have to make you start submitting... Uh, Songs, but if you keep this up, <laughs> Gary, <laughs> it's simply thematic. Red roses. We are talking roses. It's uh, January. Have we missed? When is the Mason Rose uh, event? I should have looked that, that up at, at uh, the Mesa Rose Society at the big Mesa Rose Garden and all that. Usually, they they have things going on all through the months of January and February. If you want to help volunteer, prune their roses. They have a big uh, auction, which which probably is in the next week or two. I don't. I am a little out of the loop on that. But uh, haven't haven't uh, haven't seen that come up yet. So we need Ryan Rieger if he's listening to text us or call us in and see when their big event is. But there's generally lots of rose clinics and seminars. You know, Barrage Nurseries in Phoenix will have several. Uh, almost all the nurseries, uh, I know Relito and Tucson has them, uh, where you can go and somebody will be there to demonstrate how to prune roses. Um, anymore with the internet, with YouTube, with those sort of things, you can go on there and see how to do it. But it is pretty critical that this time of year you just kind of sacrifice the, enjoy the last of the blooms, cut them off, bring them in the house, they'll last a week or two, cut them back. The other thing you want to do as soon as they start to regenerate new growth, you see new growth coming on, start fertilizing them. Roses are pretty heavy feeders. They like to be fed uh, pretty consistently. Um, There are all kinds of rose food products. Uh, We obviously recommend using the Farm's Choice organic fertilizers on them. They also make uh, a great pre-plant product for the new roses because as it is time to prune roses, this is also a great time to be planting New roses. Rose bushes don't last forever, although you can, if you prune them properly, they will last a long time. And the longest living one, as I understand, is in Tombstone, Arizona. It's 140-something. It's old. I know that. I don't know if it's the longest in the whole world or whatever, but it is a, you know, it it is a rose banksia, a vining-type rose. It it is a rose bush. but a uh, little different type of rose bush than we plant in most of our yards, although rose banksia is a, is a great wall covering or vine. If you want to use that for that kind of screening or covering a wall, it does a great job. Um, but, so planting new roses, this is when all the new varieties have come out, the new introductions for the year, the All-American Award winners. Uh, the selection, if you're looking for great selection, is usually the best from about now till March. And that just happens to be probably the best time to plant them as well. And and typically anymore, most rose bushes have been or are containerized. In the old days, we got them in what was called bare root. The roses were pruned back, had no leaves on them, had no soil on the roots. Nurseries then unbundled them, healed them in, or kind of planted them in a bed of sawdust. The customer came in, picked one out, you pulled it out. You might prune it a little more. You wrapped it up with some straw and butcher paper and sent them on their way home. Now most nurseries get their rose bushes in and pot them up uh, in, a, in a container so that the, the 
process of getting them home is a little easier. You don't have to just hurry right home and plant them. Um, they stay better in the nursery. Um, the shelf life is better. Um, the only thing we do discourage, we still discourage the packaged roses, the ones that you find that are all bundled up in a shrink-wrapped kind of a cellophane packing around them. Um, typically, it's kind of like buying a Christmas tree. You know, you go to the, the place and there's a big box of roses sitting out there in the parking lot baking in the full sun. <laughs> I'm not I'm not an advocate for planting or buying any of those. So go to a good nursery that you can make sure that you're buying a what's called a number one graded rose. Um, you know, it means it's got good, healthy canes, good, healthy roots, uh, and you'll have great success. Plant them before it gets warm uh, and fertilize them good, plant them right, and you'll have great success with them. Is that something I, I know it's impossible to have every plant we talk about in your own personal yard? Right. Is it, or do you have any rose bushes around? You know, the at, the, at the moment, I have none simply because my landscape has gotten so big and mature, my yard. And this is another point you've got to have a good, you know, like a half a day of sun location for roses. Um, I've already made Your plants, big trees however. Don't allow uh, enough. Don't allow very much sun anymore. I had lots of rose bushes at one time. I'm down to none, but I am going to redo my front yard hopefully this spring, and I've already got a place picked out to have a planting of some roses because I do love, I really do like roses. I don't think for the money there is a plant that gives you the bang for the buck as far as blooming, how long of the year they bloom, uh, and all the attributes that roses can give you uh, f- for the money. I just think they're they're one of the best ways to go, and especially with these new landscape shrub type varieties um, that can be treated basically like a landscape plant. Uh, they're, they're awesome. I did do a little looking around. If you're not familiar with the Mesa Community College, they have 10,000 rose bushes throughout their campus, and they've got the Mesa Rose Society that helps maintain right. and care for those. Third Saturdays at 8, the third Saturday of the month at 8 o'clock, they have a volunteer work day. But year-round, but in January and February, it's every single Saturday, 8 to 11. They better be streaming Rosie on the House while they're out there. That's all i got to say. But You can go to roses, the number 4, az M. You know what? Just Google Mesa Rose Society. <laughs> <laughs> M-E-V-R-S dot org. Yeah, just... Whew. East Mesa Valley Rose All right. Yeah, yeah. You, you redeemed yourself. Good job. Brought in a little Linda Ronstadt. My longtime girlfriend, <laughs> Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> Here in the Outdoor Living Hour, we're talking roses today. If you have a question about your house, home, castle, or cabin, the landscape and yard that you care for, or you're looking to plant or do a little bit of growing yourself, you can join the conversation at one 767 4348 Email questions, info at rosyonthehouse.com. That's a great aid if you need a plant or insect identification. Just snap a picture and send it along. And then text 411-923. Now, we only monitor that during the broadcast, so we don't uh, we don't see those during the week. So that's just, just while we're live on air. That's a feature of the 
uh, our flagship station here at KTAR. But uh, we did get a, a, a very interesting text wanting to know how long can they procrastinate trimming sure, their roses. Sure. Yeah, and it's not something that you have to do like the 15th of January and you're that's it. If you don't, you're too late. We generally tell people sometime during the month of January through about the middle or end of February. Okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't wait till the end of February, but by the middle of February is still is still fine. Um, typically what will start happening if as it, you know, and this year might be a little different because it hasn't gotten all that cold. It hasn't, but new growth's going to start coming out, whether you prune them back or not, as we mentioned. So that's usually a pretty good sign. You better get on it <laughs> when the new growth is is starting to regenerate itself. But if you're having a Super Bowl party first weekend of February, absolutely leave them, enjoy them, wait till that's over, prune them back, and then and then as we mentioned. You know, once that new growth starts to kick in, um, you know, we want to we want to get some fertilizer on them like, you know, organo citrus food, Hickman's Farms Choice, organic. The other thing is we, we didn't talk very much about planting new rose bushes. So one of the things that you got to be careful with in a rose bush is how is the depth you plant them. They have a, a graft or a bud union on them. They've been grafted onto a rootstock. And typically, you can find where that level is, where they were field grown. And if you don't think roses actually, if you're worried about them doing well here, most of the roses you're probably buying were grown here, originally. <laughs> you know, out, if you go if out you... Litchfield Park, West West Valley, there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of, you know, roses. Tyler Francis and uh, all the different companies that are out there that are growing roses. Uh, those roses get harvested, processed, and shipped. Then to, you know, one of the rose growers, and then they reprocess them and send them to the nurseries. With um, the new elevation of on the 303 and Northern Parkway has a couple elevation changes. It's it's not near as good a view as the Luke Air Force pilots get coming in on their jets, but you can look up and see down and just the rows and the colors that. You, know, you you could have driven by a hundred times and never realized yeah, how much is in that field. Yeah, yeah. There's it's pretty spectacular in the spring if you go out there and uh, and catch all the new blooms. It's it's really fun. Um, so when you do plant them, lots of organic material, and make sure you don't plant them too deep. And again, use some type of pre-start fertilizer. Uh, you know, uh, Fertilome Start and Grow, again, the uh, organic, if you want to go organic with the Hickman's Farms Choice product, those products are great. A lot of our Rose Society guys are using our products now, working really well. Well, let's get to the calls. We've got uh, a gentleman on the line that has a tip about pruning, but before we get there, we're going to go to Chris, Chris and Queen Creek. Talk about <laughs> Chris and Queen uh, Creek. Say morning. that fast <laughs> 10 times, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Good morning. Um, I would like to help my mother-in-law trim her rose bushes. She's got, uh, they're about 12 or 13 years old. Some of them are about as big around as my wrist yeah. at the at the base. Is now the, I mean, if now's the time to trim them, at how close to the ground do I trim those things? Do I take a chainsaw and lob them off at a foot? Or? <laughs> well, you might have to with those. Um, yeah. You know, we usually tell folks about, you know, somewhere between 12 and 18 inches 
uh, above the bud union, so about about 12 or 18 inches above the ground. In your case, if they haven't been trimmed in a long time and you've got some great big thick canes, you might, you know, how how tall are these rose bushes now? Five, six feet? I would say about six feet tall. Yeah. I, I would say more realistically, in your case, maybe 24 to 30 inches this okay. year, and then next year maybe you can reduce it down. The other thing that you can do and should do is we want to encourage new canes or branches. In the case of a rosebush, we call them canes. Um, we want to maybe eliminate completely some of those really big, old, barky, uh, heavy canes if possible. So if you've got okay. if you've got five or six really nice canes or branches generating out from that bud union, and one or two of them are super old and big, uh, you know, eliminate those, leave the others, and then next year you kind of get on a rotation, so to speak, where you you leave some new ones, take some of the old ones, depending okay. on without seeing the roses, you know, and sometimes those big old rose bushes only have a couple of good canes, you may not be able to do that this year. But by so if I cut them right now, about how long until you think that you should start fertilizing them? As soon as new new growth starts to appear, you know, 30 days tops. Huh. Yep. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Good luck. Thank you. He needs some of those uh, armor gloves you guys sell on the... The uh, e-store. That is one they of our awesome for roses. That is one of our most popular items. It's Hex Armor is the manufacturer, and they are puncture-proof gloves. They were actually invented for the recyclers who sort through medical waste, syringe needles, and they needed something that wouldn't poke their hands yeah. as they're they're sorting these out. Well, I've got, I've got separating a materials. Awesome. Yeah. So if you go to rosieonthehouse.com, there's a couple ways to find it. You can go into the certified partners and select the e-store category. And under Hex Armor, it's called Thorm Armor, but there's actually an easier way. If uh, in the home page, the quick links, we have the topics that we're covering today. And where you see the keyword roses, click on that, and that takes you through to our rose page. And uh, you can have a direct link to them there. Makes it the, a lot easier we, than reaching in there with hand pruners. The other thing I do. I, we, we already had an order this morning out of uh, Oro Valley, Mr. Uh, Mr. Kelly bought some. <laughs> I take my long-handled loppers, and I make all my first cuts with those so I don't have to reach in there. And, you know, so I kind of get the stuff out of the way with the big long-handled loppers, and then I take them down and make the final cuts with a hand pruner. Uh, in our last caller's case, he might need a chainsaw if they're bigger <laughs> your wrist. Yeah, if they're six feet tall, he's he, we'll have to see if Thorn Armor makes uh those gloves that go but up with to your long, elbows. With a long, <laughs> a long gauntlet. Those are very handy to have, those long gauntleted gloves. Absolutely. All right, let's bring Steve into the conversation as a tip for us on pruning. Steve, good morning. Good morning. Um, I listen to your show quite often. Um, quick, quick, quick trip, uh, trip um, idea on pruning here. Um, since at this time of the year, there's a lot of nice blooms and buds on your roses you don't have to prune the whole rose bush at one time you can save those blooms wait till they die out and come back and prune those later i hate to see a nice looking bloom or bud go to waste at this time of the year there's no rule that says you have to do the whole bush at one time um and uh just want to pass that along to you guys that's a great idea 
That's is this Steve Carls? Yes. <laughs> How are you, Steve? Um, Doing good. 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 Uh, great idea. That way, and and it's always the that's always the grind this time of year, isn't it? They're just are fabulous looking flowers on those rose bushes. And people are like, oh, I don't want to cut them back. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know how many times we've gone to a job, and the roses are are so fantastic that you hate to hate to waste them. Yeah, um, or or don't do all the you know do do every other bush, and yeah, then come yeah, back in know, a couple of weeks and do the other the other half or something. So yeah, yeah. yeah. there are certain varieties right now roses that this cold weather this is the best blooms you're going to get all year. Um, our church had one like that. And, you know, there's 30 beautiful blooms and another 15 coming on. And it just kills you to go in there and cut it all down to nothing. Um, I just like to see the uh, the roses not get wasted and um, and uh, make your, your garden look better. Because a lot of people have uh, uh, family and uh, winter visitors out here. Why waste them? Good tip. Thanks, Steve. And the biggest factor to most of that, or for that for most people, is time. Do you have time to come back and yeah. do this two, three, four? Yeah. Although if you did it that way, it would not take very long each week or two mm. to do it. So, you know, that's, you know, if you've, if you've, and you really do, you've got all of January and pretty much all of February. So you've got eight weeks to do Kind I got of get a lot of things in. on my calendar in January and February. I'm well, but if you went out after, you know, when you got home from work and did, if you had 20 rose bushes and you did, you know, one or two, uh, one a day, you know, it, you could spread it out. Wouldn't be bad. <laughs> what, uh, what does a rose plant cost? Good question. Of course, they're, they're going to be all over the map depending on where you buy them and depending on, you know, if it's a, uh, patented variety. So the new ones that come out, the new introductions, are protected with a patent. Uh, the rose breeder uh, w- will get a royalty for each one of those that, they, that they've developed and sold. They're going to be a little more expensive than the ones that have been around a while and are, and are now gone off or they're non-patented. If you buy, we mentioned, number one grade roses as opposed to one and a halves or twos, they're going to be more expensive. So if you buy a you know, a good number one patented variety rose, you know, it it could run upwards of twenty five to thirty five or forty dollars, you know, depending on the actual variety and, and the value that's attached to that variety. If you spread that out over the fact that a rose bush should last you about twenty years for two dollars a year, you 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 know, and then you divide that by the flowers <laughs> The amount of the blooms. You know, if you go to the here pretty quick, we're going to have this holiday called Valentine's Day, and people are going to be spending, you know, fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars for a dozen long stem roses. Um, so, you know, kind of kind of do the value equation on that, and and paying thirty forty dollars for a rose bush that's going to give you dozens and dozens and dozens of blooms over its life, pretty darn good value. They have a better aroma as well. What's that? The fresh ones have a better. Well, the that's certainly something something that you want to uh, when you're buying a new rose bush. They will list the fragrance. Uh, they'll list you know if it has a fruity fragrance or you know what kind of what kind of fragrance it has. There for a number of years, they were really breeding fragrance out of roses. Why? Uh, 
yeah, it's just I guess they didn't think it was that important. Um, they they were breeding for hardiness, for color, uh, and it kind of went by the wayside. That has changed. People woke up one day and went, hey, these roses do not are supposed to smell good, and there's no... <laughs> um, the last 10 or 15 years, that's really changed, and that, that's come back into the forefront as a big deal. And it is a big deal. I think that's what people want when they, when they cut some roses and bring them into the house. They want them to smell good for as sure. well. You know, and we, we, we say take time to stop and smell the roses for a reason, right? Gary sm- sh- uh, swears there's one that smells like Dr. Pepper. I don't know. Have you heard of that? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> There's some roses. Uh, I, I can't remember the name of, of the building in Old Town, but they have a beautiful bank of roses. So I'll sniff them, and a couple of them just have that Dr. Pepper fragrance. That's what I associate it with. I can't carbonate it and make a drink out of it, but it smells well, great. No, but you can eat rose petals. I mean, you can. You know, we talked about uh, gardening, edible landscaping, and rose petals are, you know, are edible. Oh. So... I'll have to get a recipe on that. So maybe they taste like Doctor, but have you tasted any of them? (laughs) If anyone in Old Town sees a guy eating rose leaves this afternoon and say, Hey, Gary! (laughs) Heard you on Rosie! His curiosity is going to get the better of him, I can tell. (laughs) So you're taking that Saints loss really hard, aren't you? (laughs) I beg your pardon. That's the one I've been waiting for. Lynn Anderson. There's gotta be a little rain sometime. Hey, you know, we've been talking about all the different rose gardens here in the desert. Don't forget about the one in Prescott at the Charlotte Hall Museum. They have master gardeners on site and they take beautiful care of this territorial garden. It was established in 1948 and it started out at the governor's mansion and then they moved it over to the Charlotte Hall Museum. And it's just lovely. You just walk through this meadow of of roses lovely very cool yeah one of those if you haven't taken the time if you've been to prescott and you do the courthouse square walk i mean another block behind it it's right there uh, well worth the time if you're you're up there moseying around the charlotte especially Hall, especially about june mm-hmm. <laughs> they always have great events as well yeah. it's, it's a lovely way to spend the day yeah they're in uh, speaking of lynn anderson there is a rose Variety named after Lynn Anderson, who sang that song. So uh, it's pretty darn good rose. So, <laughs> okay, well, I'll have to uh, I'll have to investigate that. There I would, you go. She must have sold enough that the rose community said, "Well, this song, our rose sales have gone up X percent. Time right. to <laughs> right. <laughs> let's let's craft one after her." Right. On uh, on this topic, you know, covering the state of Arizona with the elevation changes we have, there's times where you know citrus isn't grown above about 3,000 feet I mean there are some but it's not yeah probably not even 2,500 feet but yeah uh, not a lot of great production um, pine trees especially your ponderosas you don't see below about 45 but roses that's one of those plants that you can have success with it from Yuma to Flagstaff Yep, and you start getting some limitations in Flagstaff. They they do get a little free, but there are some varieties that are better suited for the really cold weather, um, and and they do have to sometimes do a little, you know, that's where they, they have to cut them back because they generally have to then protect them some degree with mulching or covering or whatever. But uh, you're right. There's pretty much every corner or inch of the United States that you can grow a rose bush. Yep. So. And 
you had mentioned just the amount of production at the beginning that for the for the price they are and what you get from them they're they're a, a very economic plant for, for you know, what for, you get <laughs> for for pruning them back once a year fertilizing them once a month um, you know for over 10 or 20 years it's pretty spectacular what the performance of a rose bush pays back if you want to attach a monetary value to those blooms by what the florist trade or the flower trade gets for cut long stem roses i mean you recoup your investment well probably in the first 6 months <laughs> and then you know you're you're coasting after that so and when you were talking pruning back is that something you're going to wait a little longer in the higher elevations obviously your warmer temperatures and the new growth is still a few more actually not actually nope. they might actually prune them back a little earlier because they they do sometimes then have to and it's just a lot easier to protect that plant if you have to you know if you're at 7000 feet and you've got to do some winter protecting on roses it's a lot easier to do that if it's only a foot or two tall as opposed to 5 or 6 feet tall so so they there's still usually a December January type time frame on those. You can go to rosyonthehouse.com and search keyword roses or click the direct link from the calendar tab. Uh, this is our one of our January to-dos for the outdoor living hour. It's uh and on that page you'll be able to find those podcasts later and we we've got links to the Hex Armor thornproof gloves that will protect your hands while you're pruning not only roses, but any, you know, your mesquites, your Texas ebonies, your Palo Verdes, anything, the uh, cactus gardeners, anyone that messes a lot with succulents. This is a great, uh, great tool to have in your toolbox. And we'll, we will just continue to add information, questions, filter in during the week. That information, those questions that aren't answered, will just continue to build out this page and you'll have a complete complete rose guide for the state of Arizona. It would be kind of cool if you had a list of all the different rose gardens like Charlotte Hall, like Mesa Community College. I'm if sure there you are get others that, that for me, I'll post it. Okay. <laughs> I'll work on it. You know what else I'm looking for on that is the the roses by color. Somebody has gone through and designated you know, the, the reds for this, the whites oh, for that. Oh, you mean the, the, me, the meaning right. attached to the color? I need to find that chart and add that. That's the one thing I was thinking, yeah, looking at it, I was That missing. should be pretty easy to find, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Mr. Harper, we appreciate your time in this week. You have mentioned a career change. You're now working uh, with the organics. You sold them for years. Now you're now, in, in the production side of it. Selling fertilizer for the Hickman's Farm Choice family of products. Next is our open line hour. You can jump online now if you have questions about your house, home, castle, or cabin at uh, 1-888-767-4348. That's one rosie for you. And the Mesa Rose Society just called in, and their rose auction is February 3rd. So there you go. Two Don't weeks away. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>